0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself And for those facing homelessness Because one purchased equals one donated Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes
3: Bombas, big comfort for everyone Go to bombus.com slash ACAST And use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase Enjoy Thanks The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work But it smells way too good so you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's.
0: Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary.
3: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.
1: My name's Dave Hanratty, and there will be no encore. There will be no
4: Sean Corps, am I right? (laughs) It's Sean Adams! Yay! What's the crack? Uh, My name is Dave Hanratty, and there will be no encore. Welcome to episode 81 of the No Encore Music Podcast. We're back, as we promised. It's an early Sunday morning. I'm very tired. I had four nights out in a row, and I'm feeling it.
0: And, uh, someone else who's feeling it is Craig, who didn't show up. Yeah, no, genuinely. The last we've heard from Craig was at a quarter to five this morning, where he'd somehow become involved in the afters of a wedding. I don't know what happened. I left him in Tramline, where we attended
4: the after party for Hardworking Class Heroes. We had a great time. Craig and I had a dance. Oh. They played, uh, sweet. N- they played Ninjas in Paris, and then they only played a minute of it, and we were disgusted. But then I left him, and I was like, see you in the morning, buddy, bright and early. And, no. yeah, no, there's, his phone's off, <laughs> and I presume he's asleep. Yeah. So I'm Colin O'Regan, by the way. Hi, Colin, sorry, I, I'm <laughs> forgetting myself. But, uh, no worries. The part of Craig Fitzpatrick will be played by Sean Adams. Sean Adams is the editor of Drennan and Sound, and has been so for 17 years, I believe. Yeah, 17 long wow. years. Wow, congratulations. you well for it, mate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it like raising a surly teenager at the moment? Uh, it's not as easy as it used to be. <laughs> it's <laughs> a challenge on economic levels, on... Driving traffic from social media, it's not, um. It's not as fun as it could be, but there are lots of good records out to review and a lot of interesting artists around to chat to.
4: That's true. I've been writing for Down Sound for a few years, and it's been a pleasure to actually meet you in the flesh. You were over for the festival. Uh, I went to your talk bright and early yesterday morning. Yeah, I got you out of
1: bed early yesterday. You
4: did, and it was really good. Uh, Nile Nine was chairing a panel on uh, music journalism. It was yourself and people from like Pace Magazine, The Guardian, Stereo Gum, And it was great because I went down and I was like, well, I better go. You know, He's doing our podcast. I've got to show some love. And I was like, what if I'm the only one in the room? But it was actually packed, so that was great
1: yeah around. yeah and we talked a lot about kind of where journalism is right now and like i'm there was a lot more hope from the other panelists than there was from me but yeah who needs who needs hope we've but lost we've lost obama that was where the hope went
4: you managed to have this kind of incredible sunny optimism about certain things and despairing doom about
1: others yeah it, it was quite the balance yeah my optimism about emojis um and yeah, can you explain? Because you're, you're, you're running the socials for six music these yeah, days. Yeah, so my day job's doing kind of BBC social media stuff. Um, and after, during Glastonbury, after the Foo Fighters set, I just thought it'd be fun to ask people to review the show in an emoji. Um, and the, the response was about 400 people with like four or five emoji answers. Like uh-huh. there was monkey, poop, wrench, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, there was, And then Danny Baker, the journalist and broadcaster, um, took umbrage with it, retweeted it, kind of saying, we used to get 4,000 word diatribes from Nick Kent, now this is what music journalism has become. Um, I just replied with a handbag Because I thought that was funny <laughs> I feel like I feel like Colm Regan would, would, would be on the Danny Baker team
4: Because you once Quipped memorably You said We used to have feelings Now we just have notifications Yeah
0: that, that was me In my deepest wasn't it It's unbelievable <laughs> I'll never forget it uh, Anyway look uh, This is the first show After the live show Cullum, do you want to Thank people for coming I do yeah I'm actually glad You gave me the opportunity Because I know you Obviously topped and tailed The live show I'm and, a professional I'm a professional mate I just want to <laughs> Chime in the Pretty much what you said I mean thank you to everybody Thank you to the Headstuff crew who were involved and Aiken Promotions as well in the festival thank you to Whelan's who looked after us so well the three acts uh, overhead Dahi and Elaine May were spectacular and of course yeah many of you listeners who uh, came along and it was great to meet ye it was fantastic to see ye and, uh yeah, I hope it was as fun for you lot uh, as it was for us. Were they prettier than you expected? You know what? A very handsome room. Very yeah. beautiful room, yes. Yeah. yeah, my girlfriend had managed to sit in the front row in a bright red dress as well, so... uh Can we just briefly talk about your girlfriend and how I got you into trouble? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, you didn't really get me into... Trouble? Well, which time now? What well,
4: I, am I, I enlisted you uh, to, to, to go to working class heroes. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, when you were supposed to be out, out celebrating with her, and then, yeah. I, and,
0: then I, and then I and then I I gave you the night off last night. Gave me the night <laughs> off. Yeah, it is suitable. You had to give a quick shout. But out I gave the you the night
4: off, safe in the knowledge that Craig and I would cover the rest of it, mm-hmm. and we did. And now Craig's not here. Well, you can. I will, I will to that. I covered a fair bit of ground. Yep, yep, the we're, arches
1: of my feet hurt. I definitely We're glad to have away. you, and
4: we're going to get to our working class heroes in just a second. But first, there is a review of our show, Cullum. Oh, God. Our own roving reporter. Ah! David Mr. Anthony Tapley. David Anthony Tapley. Apparently, the gentleman who was fist pumping to Demi Lovato. That's correct. Uh, he was seen uh, getting very carried away with himself. But anyway, uh, he has one minute and 56 seconds of what he thought about our show, and that
2: sounds like this. This is David Tapley here, back with another review. This week, it's no Encore 2, this time it's a podcast. The three presenters stood in front of a captive group of their fans, peers and friends, like three members of young Fine Gale, preaching the news of the LCD sound system gig they saw from their private box the night before. Hanratty O'Regan and Fitzy Fitzpatrick were dressed to impress. David Hamratty in a pair of box-fresh white trainers, Craig Fitzpatrick in a suit straight from the always classic Rat Pack, and Colm O'Regan in a t-shirt and jeans. My favorite part of the entire night was Dahi gives me a bony O'Dronie. With his fiddle hoisted high and his dimples oh so deep He won over partisan crowd in classic comic fashion my favourite moment of Big Dave Hanratty putting his absolute foot in his mouth was his daring review of All Twins' new single which was not received well or quietly by a girlfriend of a member of the band in the crowd I hope she asked for a refund and I hope she got it One pitfall of the night was the increasing amount of talking. It was so annoying, I couldn't even hear the conversation I was trying to have with my friends. They had microphones, I guess, so they're always going to be louder. All in all, I give it four out of five. Not enough pod, but just enough cast. Now Hanratty, O'Regan and Fitzpatrick join Jeff Buckley, Mick Christopher and Sparkle Horse and other such dead ballers on the list of people who've impressed the Whelan's faithful. I've been David Tapley, age
4: 26. So that's Tapley being Tapley. Could have gone better, yeah. (laughs) Well, the good news is he's playing a show. Oh, are we going to review that? Upstairs in Whelan's, Whelan's, Tan and Felix are playing a show. I think it's November the 7th, Mm -hmm. and we will be there, and we will
0: be reviewing him. But that comes three days after something else. It does indeed, yeah. We're taking No Encore on the road. We're going to Galway. Yeah, part of the National Student Radio Conference. We are going to be closing it out there on Saturday, the 4th of November. Uh, it is open to the public if you want to pop by. and uh, It's a tenner, I believe, and uh, it's in the afternoon. It's yeah. half four. It'll,
4: be, it'll it'll, basically be like this, us, us in a studio, except in front of people. Yeah. So if you're in Galway on the 4th of November, come hang out with us. And if not, you'll get to hear us make a fool out of ourselves in front of some students. Yeah, what you'll you be reviewing at Sheeran? Ooh, <laughs> like him, like like dragging him on stage. Uh, maybe, yeah. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> if he's around, I'm up for whatever. Uh, yeah, so we're going down to Galway. It's going to be incredible, and that's coming up. So yeah, lots happening. But uh, let's get to and Class Heroes because that's what we. Uh, concerned ourselves with on Friday and Saturday. Later in the show, we'll be talking to one of the stars of the festival, Bad Bones. Um, well, I guess maybe, maybe we should start there because we the first were, act I saw. Yeah, we were in the grand so the first. Okay, no, actually not the first act I saw. I, w- I want to give a shout out uh, mention to uh, Rory Hall who uh, works under the name of Proper Micro NV. I caught his last couple of songs and it, he's really good. Uh, he's new and like it, it's raw. You can tell that, but um theatrical noise wave is how i would describe him and yeah i would say one to keep eyes and ears on for sure i think he's got something and i'm looking forward to seeing what he puts together but yeah bad bones um early doors i won the festival for me sean yeah, you were was
1: phenomenal you were transfixed yeah it's probably one of the best things i've seen in about five or six years um last time i came to this festival actually i saw villages just around the time he signed domino and that was like kind of Niall from Nile from Isla 9 actually dragged me along she's like you have to come see this guy he's amazing and he was but she couldn't be more different like the almost the complete <laughs> almost the complete antithesis of villagers um really kind of like the word brooding doesn't even begin to explain the bass lines um, she pitch bends her voice in a way that's um, kind of changes gender within within a second and there's something about the kind of electronic Kind of cinema, cinematic kind of feel to everything she does. That's just really rich, powerful. Like the rhythms are great. She used to be a punk drummer, so like there's an element in the rhythms and the drums of it all that are kind of slightly clever and
0: different to what you'd normally expect. And of course, you've got full on visuals, mm. dancers. I mean, there, it, there's a show there. Yeah, definitely. So it was a heck of a way to kick and, off. And she
1: had chainmail yeah, and yeah. Look like prince yeah. and if you can't get a visual nod to prince in your life and stand there and go oh, this isn't going to be very good and she blew blew it out of the water i think she's kind of sits in a similar place where there's quite a few artists around at the moment like kelly lee owens um whose record i really love um is kind of coming at that kind of john hopkins kind of big brooding kind of dramatic electronic music so yeah so she's phenomenal
4: yeah i mean like i think i turned to you call him about three songs in and i was like she's a star and, like, <laughs> i was like holy shit like this is really good because Hardworking Class here is a very interesting festival you know it's proving ground for a lot of people in one way and it's also the first start for other acts as well you know they get industry heads like yourself Sean coming over and they get the chance to impress um, but you also get acts who've been around for a while like this year they, they cut down the number from like 100 acts to about 50 mm-hmm. and I think that was for the better um, there were clashes like I missed other creatures I really mm. wanted to see them but like you can only make time for so many it seemed um, like 9 o'clock was the clash
1: time like it really was like yeah. every, both nights there were like four things I wanted to see at the same time <laughs>
0: Yeah, we also saw La Boom on Friday,
1: and very good party band.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if memory serves, they played their first gig together in June of last year, so you're talking about a band that's been like 14, 15 months on this. Yeah. So, you know... Obviously, songwriting can take a little while longer than that, but they've already got a lot of the energy and a lot of the excitement that you think is going to need. tons to kind of, of carry energy, them in yeah, very good
4: very good presence, very good look, and you can kind of see where it's going to go, and it's going to go to good
0: places. And we also, we closed out that evening uh, by seeing our boy. Our boy, Dahi, <laughs> yeah. It was nice nice to be in front of the crowd for once. I mean, like, cause we, like we saw about three minutes of Dahi on, on Thursday. From the side of the stage, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was good to see him actually doing his thing He's got moves
4: I didn't realise how how good his moves are I know he does, yeah It's ridiculous Yeah, he's slick
0: And you brought uh, Sinead White out of
4: the crowd To yeah. do like four songs She's a fucking talent as well It was, yeah, it was, Friday was fun Yesterday, Cullum took the day off And I got up early in the morning And I saw Sean at his panel What did you What did you see yesterday, actually? Because like, uh, we were I in different places, I believe I
1: saw AMAC She was really great Like Gang Gang Dance and Bjork and Kate Bush Kind of like rolled into one I think it's. I think that's how you pronounce it. it's, yeah. like, it's like, like a and an e joined together. It and was a, yeah.
4: a duo. It's now a solo. Um,
1: well, she's, she's she had a full a band. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, the, yeah. The live yeah.
0: performance is a full
1: band. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Two dr- uh, percussionists and a drummer. So basically, two drummers. Cool. Um, and just like really clever, like shifts in tone and change. Like I'd guess her favorite Kate Bush album, is Sensual World, which <laughs> like the set kind of, kind of went into its groove. But there was, yes, yeah, she, she was really great. Um, I saw Roe. Um, she was like a I guess like a slightly emo Ed Sheeran <laughs> Like what? a bit dashboard confessional um, Oh wow What's like,
4: your, your favourite dashboard confessional? Like? Mine is hands down I don't think I have
1: one <laughs> <laughs> I was more in the bright eyes camp I never got into dashboard um, And then well, I can't remember what else so I saw Bitch Falcon Yeah we closed out the um, Bitch Falcon they were great They were really good Really loud Yeah like, very loud Like, like incesticide Kind of like Nirvana Kind of vibes But um, it's funny yeah. you mentioned Nirvana. Uh, I saw Alicia's set
4: in the Grand Social, and she had a full band with her. Phenomenal! She did that cover. <laughs> phenomenal drummer. She did a cover of Come as You Are by mm. Nirvana. Uh, I, I don't know. I think she uh, has a really good aesthetic. I think she's got a cool presence, great voice. Mm. Um, if I was management, I'd be like lose the Nirvana cover because mm. we don't need it. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't like this thing of like it's it's played out. I think
1: it's yeah. Like, I think Nirvana like perfected it. So like anyone else that does those kind of covers
0: that the take nova yeah. yeah.
4: It wasn't bad, but interesting and she was very good. Like like it was a really good tell I,
1: I, I enjoyed it a lot, but it was just like I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't need the mournful Nirvana over real. She literally looks like a pop star. Like yeah. I walked in and I was like, Yeah, you look like you could be in Girls Aloud or something. Like I don't know why. There's just something about like I mean, in fact, she had her name in big pink letters behind her. It was deadly added yeah. to And that. they had, like, yeah. you
4: know, kind of. Yeah, she, she's actually, like, you know, if you look at her uh, aesthetic, mm-hmm. uh, it, she clearly knows what she's doing there. And, like, mm-hmm. it has that. She has a unique kind of look, which. It's weird. I mean, like, maybe you get a lot of it over in London and places, but you don't get a lot of it over here. But she kind of has that kind of. Just. Presence and mm. uh, aura And also like I mean like I was in the Grand Social Like she managed To overcome A very chatty crowd Because unfortunately That's still a thing And it's always Going to be a thing yeah. uh, I saw Silk In the underground yeah, I saw um, them too. Early days I would say They're very young And you can You know They have something But it's raw uh, cinema was very good I really enjoyed him He was on afterwards He has this kind of Hotline Miami soundtrack Vibe okay, going right. on Which I fucking love Yeah no I can dig that It was great He was really really good Didn't get to see Bantam Because we didn't get back Into the underground Because it was very difficult To get in and out of it was, It's a new venue oh. And it, it, there's some Teething problems uh, There's a new
1: venue But it does have the masks From Bowie's Hunger On the wall in a glass case <laughs> That's like, <laughs> unreal yeah And there's a little sign About making offers To buy them I was like yeah If I had all the money I'd like probably should own a <laughs> mask That was put on David Bowie's face Like um, yeah. I, would, I would obviously would want it this morning if I bought it
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I I I was wondering if they were in your bag but mm. alas <laughs> alas, but no but no um, my first working class heroes was in a long time and I thought it was very good thought the standard was very high and I will definitely be back there next year so. I think
1: everything I saw was of a standard that was really good lights were good the sound was good like at these festivals where bands often only get a line check and probably don't have their own sound person and all that kind mm. of stuff that makes like they pretty much put a projector in every venue I think And like that gave everything a nice aesthetic. Whoever was doing the lights at each of the shows seemed like they actually knew the acts. And it's not like when you go see a new band in some places, like all the go see a support band and they're literally like the lights stay on solid and lights make such a big difference to the drama of experiencing, especially something you don't, you're not familiar with and could get quite boring if you don't know the music. Um, though I've got just got a low attention threshold <laughs> you, uh, you
4: were saying yesterday um, during your talk that like you interviewed a lighting guy from mm. Mumford & Sons uh, is that, that was on your own podcast yeah one, on the, the Drown Sound, Sound podcast
1: yeah. um, we interviewed uh, I've got, suddenly got a mind blank of his name now but he's a lighting engineer for Mumford and & Sons and Fortet and I saw him light an antlers show once that was just like made all these long shadows on all of the band it was phenomenal um, yeah, he's just one of those kind of one-off kind of lighting directors that's really... Like, the Mumford & Sons are not the most exciting band in the world. Um, I don't think that's a revelation. <laughs> and he made their Glastonbury show just look like this huge stadium thing. And he spent a lot of time kind of working on colour palettes and telling me a lot about how he's got this little effect where he flickers red and um, red and blue lights to do this sort of 3D effect. Right but you have this like unconscious you can't actually see either the red or the blue um instead it just does something to the to the brain when you're watching it that's like really satisfying and kind of makes everything pop so he's yeah it was fascinating just to talk to someone who's gone from being someone selling the merch um on tour with the band with the delays and being a guy in the crowd watching gigs. To one night, the lighting guy was sick, and he pressed the strobe button. He's like, "Oh my god, that's the coolest thing ever!" <laughs> He's like, "How do I get to do this every night?" And over a decade, has tore himself and kind of developed. He's kind of found his niche. He loved being on the road. And, oh, and I haven't
0: thought of the delays in about a decade. Yeah. By the way, there—that's Southampton, mm. land, right? Yeah, <laughs> one of them.
1: One of them died. Um, what? On oh, no or had has cancer and was raising money. I can't oh, remember god. if he. So, yeah, so that was that was the only time I'd heard of them again because right. of that recently. Jesus.
4: Um, before we get to our albums in review this week, uh, it's kind of a ramshackle episode for you, listener. Uh, but we didn't want to lose out on talking about the killers and the horrors. So we'll get there. Uh, one quick item of news. Uh, I went to LCD Sound System on Wednesday. You did? As we mentioned at the live show. Um, I, I meant to say at the live show and I forgot. Like, they opened with Get Innocuous. So I was like, they ain't playing fair. You know? Like, it's too... like you're, you're, Straight away, it's like, this is amazing. So look, um, Taoiseach of Ireland, Leo Varadkar, yes, and his Fine crew hit up LCD Sense System on Friday evening and took photos backstage and stuff, which led guitarist Al Doyle to go on Twitter. Called and tosser. He called him a tosser. He said that he put a repeal tote bag over his neck in front of him. Mm. This, is, of course, was the day before the March for Choice. And he said that Radker, like, walked away. And apparently, like, uh, Nancy Wong allegedly, like, you know, tore him a new one. Now, um, Caroline Danny Desmond of MCD has issued an edict on, on Twitter saying this never happened. So oh, that, really? Yeah, she came out last night and said the below, like, by, she quote tweeted Aldo and was like, this didn't happen. So there's some conflicting reports. Fake
0: news. <laughs> possibly fake news. Where do you stand on politicians going to gigs? And politicians going to gigs generally, you know what, I've actually, I've discussed this before. I interviewed Nick Mulvey once after David Cameron had come out and said he was one of his favourite artists and Mulvey was just like, I wanted to get sick. Um, you know, I mean, unfortunately you don't get to choose who listens to you, you know. It's been there for years, like, where I think it was, was it Johnny Marr had banned, like, various politicians mm. from saying that they liked the Smiths. Um, including David Cameron. Yes, including, yeah, Cameron really drew yeah. a lot of this flack, to be fair. <laughs>
1: Um his wife listens to Six Music all the time and every interview she does she talks about how she's always got Six
0: Music on at home. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like Sam actually has some mm. decent musical taste. Um <laughs> so sort of just David frankly with some of the things that he likes but yeah, they hate the fact that he likes like,
1: them. I think he said he likes War on Drugs as well, which I thought was yeah. quite funny. I
0: I would say That's just, good. just to very generally as your question. Uh fine, but keep a low profile. Yeah, I mean like it
4: must be it must really stick in your craw if you're Leo Overacker and you're like that was amazing and then like the band hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, what can I say? You know, he's a lot of hot water because he's yeah. I mean, like, are we gonna get in trouble for for saying that Lee Overacker's a, a bit of a dickhead? <laughs>
0: I'm, 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 I'm going to say it. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think there's enough facts that you can support your, uh, your yeah, opinion yeah. there. I'm, I'm not a fan.
1: But also, if you're going to try and get a photo with one of the LCD sound system, surely you don't get it with the guy from Hot Chip that most people couldn't name. <laughs> you get it with James. Like, Well, hopefully he learned a lesson.
4: Let's see what we learned from our albums of the week this time. What will we start with, Colm? Let's start with the Killers. Okay, this is the Killers. This is Run For Cover. <laughs>
1: He held a conference and his wife was standing by his side
2: He did her dirty but no one died I saw Sonny listening on the street last night Black-fisted and strong singing Redemption
4: That's Run For Cover. It's off the album Wonderful Wonderful. It's out now about 10 days. Like I say, we couldn't do a live review of the live show because I don't think it would have worked and I didn't want to not get to this. So let's barrel in. Um, I put
0: out a tweet and I said The Killers should rename themselves The Singles. Yeah. And I think that kind of sums this album up. I think it's often been the case with The Killers, hasn't it? I mean, you know, I, I saw a review recently that was saying, you know, even their greatest hits album wasn't full of great hits. It was just like, you know, maybe seven. They had a greatest album Four albums in I think it was Contractually Obligated But still
1: Was it 12 versions Of Born to Run (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what they do Like there's There's a single on this record That just sounds like Oh yeah let's Let's try and write Like a different version Of Born to Run
0: again But there's an entire Like there's two entire albums That they went for Yeah like Heartland Rock Basically Mm. And it kind of fell flat On the second one In particular there was just no redeeming quality really and i mean we played run for cover there we talked about the song a couple of weeks ago and for me it's almost the elephant in the room of this record where it's from the day and age sessions which are what now like nine years ago i guess if you stack up nine new tracks and the standout single is the one from a decade ago Mm -hmm. that probably tells you a little bit about where you stand right now
1: yeah i think they're a band that like they've, I'm quite surprised how big they've come back this year. Like they were headlong, I think, I think it was Pitchfork that had a list of the biggest, the bands that had played the biggest slots at all the festivals, mm-hmm. and I think they did it on the scale of how big the names were on posters and things like that. And the Killers were the biggest band of this summer in right. terms of billing on festivals, um, which which makes sense because nostalgia and people kind of like looking back. The Killers have always appealed to that music fan that's not probably in the same place where we are where we could list like we could literally do the losing my edge list of bands from obscure years and i think that there's a whole different type of audience that really into kings of leon and into like foo fighters and that kind of crowd and like they were they were much more accessible than strokes they kind of had that like duran duran kind of feel to what they were doing so it was like
0: Well, they also have a sound that's scalable. I mean, you feel as though you can bring the killer sort of glitz and glam to 50,000 people at a festival, which is a lot harder to do with, you know, just like a kind of a regular drum-based retired vocals quartet or something. I have a
4: soft spot for the Killers. I, I I think that their singles have always been quite strong. I think that, um, you know, like, When We Were Young, When You Were Young, is a masterpiece of a song. I didn't like it when I first heard it. Uh, I went back to Half Fuss recently, it holds up, but I think that the you know their albums become more baggy. This is an interesting record from the point of view of they're down a couple of members, essentially. And I know uh, Derek, for Drowning Sound, spoke to Brandon and Ronnie, the mm-hmm. drummer. Uh, really good interview before a, a show that they had in London, I think. And they were... At pains To be like No 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 They're still part of the band And you know This is just a phase We're going through Yeah But it feels like Yeah Well they
0: are part of the band In terms of be able writing to name And recording well, Would you be <laughs> able to name
1: Anyone other than this, Brandon though Dave
0: Koenig <laughs> And I know Mark is
1: Stormer Is
0: that his I name I think you're close I think Yeah
2: something yeah. like that Stromer maybe Stromer yeah.
4: Yeah. One of them has gone back to school, like Craig. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they... But like, Brandon Flares is, is very, very good at putting on like a, a, a big smile, you know, mm. and like uh, make yeah. people feel at ease. Now, they were, uh, I don't want to jump ahead, but like Pitchfork reviewed this record, right? And mm. they gave it like 6.7 or something. And mm. the last paragraph of it, though, the reviewer uh, basically says, weirdly enough, like it's almost like a Springsteen thing. He was like, please don't let what's going on in the world, Brandon, and what's going on in your band, and even this middling review... Take away your optimism And your kind of big heart We need you And I was like That's a really bizarre way For someone Mm -hmm. who's Giving them a middling review To close off this review He was like We need you man Right. The, the world needs your optimism right now and
1: mm. but yeah, but I, Also that optimism does come across As like Christian rock almost like It there's does a, yeah
4: which There's definitely
0: I, an evangelical sort of level mm. To what they do like yeah.
4: Well let's get into this Because I mean like I don't know how optimistic this album is Because it, 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 that was kind of part of his point He was like We don't want to hear the killers being wistful mm-hmm. Too much And a bit sad uh, Wonderful wonderful I mean like the title track kicks off And
0: like it's borrowing from The Chain <laughs> Yeah Wooden big Mac. time yeah. And Brandon sounds like Bono Oh, yeah, which, like, is, which is a recurring theme through the I, I feel
4: like it's, it's a difficult
0: start because when he's like, motherless child, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know, man. It's, yeah. the, it's the script. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. I mean, like the album is produced by Jack Knife Lee. So maybe saying like Bono isn't that mm-hmm. much of a coincidence then. And in fact, the last track of all the songs been written is the title of an email thread he had with Bono when he was going through writer's block. So there's somehow U2 influence all over this record.
4: Yeah, I mean, Woody Harrelson pops up as well for a monologue, <laughs> inexplicably, <laughs> yeah. and there's references to like Mike Tyson. Um,
0: yeah, I like that, not just for the boxing references. Yeah, uh, this is a sprawling album, and I think it sprawls too much. Oh, oh, by mile. like Focus has always been an issue for these guys, and that's why I think a song like uh, Tyson vs. Douglas and Rot is the same thing. They have focus because they're written from a very personal point of view and I think Brandon Flares knows what he's doing. At other points in the album, it sounds a bit like, you know that thing where you're staring out the window daydreaming? You're really, really deep in contemplation. But when someone goes, what are you thinking about? You go, oh, nothing. Mm. Half the album sounds like that. The All Brandon Flares just um, isn't <laughs> able to enunciate what he's actually thinking so deeply about. It's like a magic eye that never comes into focus, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, totally.
1: Um, did you struggle with it, John? Sean? What, what, I, I, I just what? found it pretty bland and polite and soft and like none of the things about the about music that excites me. Yeah. Um it's I've fair. I've always liked The Killers like Are We Human Are We Dancers like it's an earworm that's like a, it's pretty perfect pop song and it's weird. Um I think as a performer you can't fault him. He's like an annoyingly beautiful man as well. It's like <laughs> yeah. there's a reason why he's like a big rock star, and yeah. it doesn't matter that the rest of the guys in the band look like they've just fallen out of a bar in Nashville. It's um like there, but there is the religious element to it. That's I'm completely unreligious. Like I, I actually filled in a form recently and i didn't know whether to put none agnostic or atheist right. it was like but having none is like the weirdest answer i could have put because it doesn't <laughs> really make sense um but there was there's definitely a, a kind of i guess it's the chirpiness in it there's actually the opposite of like the pitchfork reviewers is probably right. like wants him to carry on having that that kind of glimmer of hope whereas i quite like the uh the kind of dazed and confused kind of falling kind of, or just off the edge of like, like you were saying, like staring out the window, but actually like he does something quite clever with that's That's what Dave Grohl thinks he's doing with his lyrics, where he actually does something that's quite surreal and twisted in his songwriting. That's kind of like that state of falling in and out of sleep that, that, right, right. that I think that's where his magic is. And I don't, I think he thinks his magic is writing kind of every man pop songs. Yeah, definitely. And
4: on this one, I think the singles are strong. I think The Man is still fun. I really enjoy it. I think Run For Cover is a belter, even if, like I, as I said before, it's it, it's ripping off Block Party and Interpol to mm. beat the band. Um, I did find this quite navel-gazing in places, and that's where it lost me. And I agree with pretty much everything you've said there, I mean, especially like the kind of like gazing out the window thing and being like, hey, there ain't really much here, is there? But it's no disaster. I mean, like it should be said. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. a course correction album as well, I think, for them. Yeah. And, I mean, ultimately... There'll be more from this band. I don't think they're done. Yeah. But it's not really... It never really comes in, into full into full focus.
0: Absolutely not. But, like, I mean, yeah, you've got to give credit and say that, yeah, it's, it's far from a disaster. And, in fact, I think, production-wise, it kind of papers over the cracks somewhat. Like, I mean, I can picture them actually being able to play, sort of, say, like, seven or eight of these ten tracks live. And they'll sound great. And they'll keep people coming back for more. And that's probably because they've kind of settled on this big, grandiose aesthetic mm. that can probably just literally gloss over the shortcomings. Yeah, that's fair. It's a 6 out of 10 from me, Sean. 5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6 as well. And just before we move on, I don't know if you heard the new Arcade Fire album, but mm-hmm. I feel as though this is destined to be lumped in with that. In this terms is a of, much better record. I was going to say the exact same thing. Do you agree? The rk Fire record's so bad. That, it's you know, awful. My like, yeah. God. Yeah, it's the,
4: terrible.
1: Like, the Infinite Content song might be some of. they might Yeah. It might be some of the worst lyrics ever recorded. And like I say, you can, all, so you can almost as well.
0: smell the smog. Mm. Off yeah. It no, but as that's, well, that's like. the
1: difference. They're mad obnoxious. If Brandon Slayer's failings,
4: try and say that 10 times in a row, mm. are like that maybe he's shooting too high with this kind of, hey guys, come on, let's all do this together. Mm. Whereas Arcade Fire is, look how fucking clever we are.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> no I can't stand yeah. them 6 out of 10 worth the look but up next another album it's the horrors the album is called V or is it 5 um, I mean like it's the yeah. fifth album and let's have a listen to Machine some beautiful industrial crunch from the horrors,
0: a band that have gone from being kind of a joke band, really, um, back in late 2000s. Oh, man, not even late 2000s, but I can remember seeing them January 2007, I'm going to say, as part of an NME tour, and they opened, and you were just like, what on earth is this? What was your first uh, encounter with the horrors? Mm,
1: They were always in my peripheral vision of people I knew knew them, and um, they... Like they've they've always been a band I've been intrigued by but never been that excited about. Like I really liked See Within a Sea and I quite liked it when they tried to turn into like a version of Simple Minds. <laughs> um, and I quite like the fact with this record they've sort of shifted into a kind of Depeche Mode. And I actually saw them support Depeche Mode at the Olympic Stadium and it was weird because you couldn't really make out their set because it was just <laughs> so loud and so much so much information that didn't translate in a big space, which is obviously the opposite of what the Killers do, where they put they they've. Taken the YouTube blueprint of we're playing a big space, so let's do something that can be digested through a big system.
4: Yeah, this band for me have evolved quite magnificently, and I find myself Craig and I have this running gag where like they're they're the best band in Britain. Like we just like just like saying that because mm-hmm. it sounds like something you'd see on a, on a red top back in the day or something. Um, yeah, I'm a fan, and they didn't lose me with Luminous, but maybe my interest waned a little bit because I didn't think it was as as, as good as Skying and it ultimately didn't reveal itself over time. Uh, I spent a couple of weeks with this one and I'm a big fan. I think it's a very, very, very strong piece of work that confirms the horrors for me as that band, that stellar offering. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound too gushing, but this might be one of the best records of the year.
0: Okay, I mean, like, I must say, I was really, really impressed by this record. Uh, You mentioned supporting Depeche Mode, and it definitely rubbed off on them at a Mm. certain level. In fact, it's handy that we mentioned Gary Newman. I think for the first time ever on this podcast last Thursday, because, God, he'd be a fan of some of this, wouldn't he? Mm, Definitely. It's Chewbway Army all over, like. Um, But this album impresses me most because I would have a long-standing opinion that, To make something accessible, you probably need to dial back the experimentation and how interesting it is. Somehow they've managed to make what I think is probably, you know, their most potentially mainstream album, whether it gets there or not is a Mm. completely different matter. But probably their most accessible and approachable record while still keeping a lot of the core weirdness or whatever that's made them the band they mm.
1: were over they've the got that four. they've got that like element of my boy valentine noise to them haven't they where they quite like kind of psychedelic kind of s- songs that sound like they're quite simple but actually when you start to listen to the guts of the song it's like quite a this is it this is it
0: of. by the by the third listen to this album i was like have i had this for a decade mm. <laughs> because it sounds so familiar yeah. it sounds lived in yeah, yeah and it's like you
4: get a track like ghost and it kind of unfolds and then like it it dips down and then all of a sudden the the production comes in and it's like it's like a warm blanket going around your ears it has that little flourish the flourishes on this record are magnificent like it's
1: paul epworth has produced it isn't it yes He's he's worked with everyone from like adele to twigs and he's uh he's actually put the record out on his label as well which i think is quite a statement within itself that Yes, someone who could basically everyone in the world wants to work with him because he's worked with Adele and he's working with the Horrors.
0: I mean, again, I think like he deserves a lot of props here as well because I mean, you talk about the balance of accessibility and weirdness. Like Mm. he, I think, has brought a wonderful coherence to this record, but I can't imagine that he was ever too involved. Like it Mm. feels like he probably stepped back and said, "Lads, do your thing." Okay, um, like Mark
1: Ronson with the Queen's of The Stone Age record, like you can't really hear Mark Ronson on it. Yeah, and, but
0: that wasn't that good. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really like it. Do you? Yeah, oh, not a fan.
1: The uh, I like the one that sounds almost like a Marilyn Manson disco song. It's like <laughs> it's got that kind of glam <laughs> stomp to it. And yeah, like I don't know. I think I, I think Josh wanted to make that record, and when you've got Josh Homme in the studio, you're not going to get a record that's. But I think with Paul Epworth, I think he's probably just made it sound strong and like helped the band kind
0: of finesse what they were doing
1: which yeah is, which is actually what a lot of the best producers do well that's
0: exactly it. you kind of facilitate rather than
1: and like it's not really the steve albini role of just turning the mics on yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah but i think i think there's definitely the um is it more than a machine the the, the recent single uh, machine, yeah, machine. We heard it yeah. there. Um, and that's that track's absolutely amazing like yeah. it's such a good hook and every yeah. time it comes on i'm like. Oh, I really like this new Gary Newman single. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's Six Music I've had it on the playlist for a while, but they've also have been playing Gary Newman a fair bit. It's got that, it's that hypnotic snake-like mm. guitar, and uh, I mean, like something to remember me by was yeah. one of the singles as well.
4: That's a closer. That is. Mm. Mm. That's Damn. one of the best closers I think I've ever heard. Yeah. And once, once you get
0: there, you're like, oh wow! Like and I, the, I just
4: feel good. I just feel good about life. I don't like, know if you <laughs>
0: saw what they said in typical horrors record fashion. We weren't going to put it on the record. They had to be <laughs> talked into <laughs> it, and it was just like, oh well, there you go. It's
4: magnificent. Uh, Phine- I
0: think is a, is, a, is a great word to use for this
4: record because it's this is muscular this is like them punching very very hard indeed it's you know it, it, like the Killers album it, uh, and the upcoming Marilyn Manson album all of them are adhering to the no encore brevity rule <laughs> 10 tracks thank you very much <laughs> let's true, have yeah. all of that forever um, they're playing soon in the Tivoli I'm very looking forward to seeing them and I love this record I'm going to jump ahead because you know I'm very tired and I feel like we need to get out of the studio this is an 8.5 for me um uh, Maybe bordering on a nine. We'll see at the end of the year, but this is one of the best albums of the year for me. I fucking love the horrors. I love that they have such confidence and
0: they pull it off so, so well. Get this into yours at
4: your earliest convenience.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really like the album. Not to just nitpick for the sake of it. There are a couple of questions that I have. There's one track that kinda of has like an acoustic bed guitar thing uh, that they I don't know, it feels a little bit plain by comparison, I right. guess. Um but I'm, I mean I mean what I was gonna say is that like at times it's lyrically a bit meh, but you know, that's you know, they used to be fair enough and easily overcome as far as the horrors are concerned, but as Ferris has sort of stepped up to be more of a front man and more of the centerpiece of the show. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that goes. It's also going to be interesting to see if his voice, you know, and like I say, I mean, like, you feel like this is pitched towards radio and arena and growing this band. And so if he's going to be an arena vocalist, that's going to be interesting to see. And have you seen Have you seen them play this record yet? I saw them
1: do a show no. in London at a place called Mirror, weirdly owned by one of Mumford & Sons. Why are these references coming back around again? <laughs> um, and they, and actually ed warren who did the lights for Mumford and sons did the lights for the horrors that night and i remembered his name now um and yeah the live show's phenomenal like they were they were pretty much in silhouette as you'd expect them to be Right. and it's really really intense I and Paris really seems like a star now
0: yeah they will be playing a, a, a venue here but I mean I, I don't even want like 700 the Ghibli less, I, I, don't I, know. Know. less I, I don't know yeah but it's, not it's, that it's many. a small yeah. enough room
4: <laughs> like I that's say that's what you want certain bands don't translate I
0: fully agree yeah. but and, but that's the question you see like, if this album can which they, I think does genuinely have the potential up? to cross over a little bit could they step it up I don't know. But as an album goes, it's absolutely phenomenal as it stands. Uh, 8.5 as well, I think, yeah. Okay, Sean? Um,
1: I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, but I really liked the singles. The singles really stand out as being special, and I not quite formed a relationship with the rest of the record yet. Um, But they make a subtle, like, wry comment about The Cure, and The Cure are one of my favourite bands. Uh, I think it's, like... It's good to see a band evolve and try and like. I think I've seen them play quite a few times over the years, and the show I saw early this year was just another level of anything I've ever seen them do. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I'm erring towards a nine, even though I don't know that I feel like I've owned a record long well enough to stick to that forevermore. Um, I'm not sure if it is one of the best records of the year, but I think it's one of the best horrors records, <laughs> um, and I think they've made they've found their kind of stride with this which is probably the opposite of the killers where it feels like the killers are dawdling a bit on their kind of former glories so yeah it's i think it will be interesting to see how this record kind of develops their career and whether that like i think it i had something like it might go top 10 in the uk oh and, deadly that's good um actually no it was charts came out on friday so we probably could check that and edit in afterwards <laughs> whether it did or not Bob's <laughs> gonna look up on his phone right now actually while he's doing that uh and before you go
4: because mm-hmm. i don't know when we'll have you on again because obviously you're not here every week um what are your sheds for records of the year so far
1: just out of curiosity uh there's a few like the paramore record the songwriting on it is absolutely impeccable the like again they're another band that's evolved in a slightly different direction and we I luck- missed their gig uh, and I heard it was amazing like in the, in the Olympia apparently it was absolutely incredible yeah I saw the show they did at the Royal Albert Hall and it was just off the charts amazing I think I lost my voice singing along as well <laughs> um, and I quite like how they've sort of m- morphed into like a version of Phoenix which wasn't something I ever expected I like the Phoenix record actually I think Phoenix I think it's record's phenomenal. Phenomenal. yeah I can't get into that like okay. and I, and I, they are one of my favorite bands and like Dronin May, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix are album of the year a few years back and that's probably like a decade back now um and yeah i haven't quite clicked with the new phoenix record um the other records i've really been into is a, a lady called novella um how i got in th- into through icky pops radio show and it's sort of sprawling guitars and loop, like lots of it's like a quite a mind soothing record um but it's reasonably loud i could use that today <laughs> um the kelly lee Owens record that i mentioned earlier um that's really good uh there's a few other things I've been listening to a lot, but my brain didn't expect that question. Well, we'll keep an eye. On, <laughs> we'll keep
0: an eye on your, your your list for the end of the year, <laughs> for the sake of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the killers went in at number one in the UK, and the horrors at number eight. Okay, mm. fair enough. Um, Sean, where can people find you online?
1: Drownedinsound.com um, Twitter, I'm at Sean Sound Instagram, I'm at Sean Sound Facebook, I'm at Sean Sound Can you uh, spot a pattern Prince there? <laughs> Excellent Probably other platforms that I've forgotten I have an account on as well Are you on LO? Oh yeah, definitely, I use it every day It's like, if you're going to shout into an abyss At least shout into a silent, silent abyss Very
4: good, well listen, thank you so much for coming in And Thanks saving, saving our asses with no Craig uh, right. I really appreciate it uh, Sean Adams everybody, Well. I can't even whoop anymore because I'm I'm out whooped from the festival.
1: And and now we're going to chat to my highlight of hard working class heroes. So I came over for the festival and like the record, the tracks I've heard of hers are phenomenal. So that's gonna that's that's gonna drop in next, right? <laughs> yes, we will
4: edit the episode accordingly, <laughs> and our chat with Bad Bones will feature. And uh, yeah, I guess um, that's it. That's the show. My name is Dave Henry. This has been the One Core. We'll be back very very soon. Talk to you.
0: One of the highlights of Hardworking class Heroes was a set by Bad Bones on Friday night. And we're delighted to say that she joined us in the studio right now. How's it going?
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: Good. Thank you very much for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Did you enjoy Friday as much as we did?
3: I did, yeah. Um. It's kind of a blur to me. I can never really remember my live sets. It's kind of just like, it's kind of gone. So I can't really remember any performance I've done for some reason. It's like I. Just snap out and then snap back. Is that because you're
1: doing so much and it's kind of empties your brain concentrating?
3: It probably is. I'm kind of on autopilot or something like that. I don't really know. But um, I kind of remember glimpses of the crowd and stuff like that. And Yeah. The
4: thing about the crowd, though, was like one one thing I really enjoyed was that like people stopped fucking talking because they couldn't because like your dancers came out into the crowd and were almost confrontational, Uh which I was down there and I was like. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit intimidated by this, yeah. but it's cool. I hope nothing bad's going to happen, and I trust that I won't. Uh, it won't. I've never had, I've never seen that before. That was unreal. Like they, oh, thank uh, you. Those dancers are incredible. It's just such a weird thing, and yeah, I mean, like, but it, there was these two girls having a conversation like at full pitch in front of me, and then they just stopped. And, and you were like, in the third row. Yeah. <laughs> I oh wow. And, wow. I, mean. and, and I, I was like, oh, I was like, maybe that's how we get rid of
0: talking at gigs. Mm.
1: Confronted
4: the crowd. Like,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Um, but it was deadly. It was fucking unreal. I loved it. How long have you sort of had a live show in that guise with the dancers, with the visuals, so on and so forth?
3: Um, I kind of always wanted to work with dancers. So, um, yeah, probably nearly since the beginning, since I started playing live as Bad Bones, I've had them. Mm. I've worked with a few different dancers now and the ones that you guys saw on, what day was it, Saturday? Friday. Friday, Friday. 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 yeah. That's how Lily remember name, Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and they are... I've just started working with them. We literally had um, a day rehearsal and they they literally like killed it. Like so. And they're so amazing. Like I just I could watch dancers like all day. Like I'm kind of obsessed with them. All right. Yeah. So like I just want to be around them all the time and see how they express themselves through sound. And I just think it's yeah.
1: Do you naturally dance? Or are you the person that stands at the back of the room when there's a club?
3: No, I love dancing. Mm. Yeah, but I've never, like, done it, like, I've never had dance lessons or anything Mm. like that, but I love to dance. Like, whenever I go out, like, I don't drink or anything like that, but when I go out, I dance. Mm. I just love it, like, yeah. the joy.
0: Uh, We mentioned the visuals as well. That's day job, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it fits in very well to the music. Do you Mm. ever have difficulty... Almost separating and concentrating on one thing or the other.
3: Yeah. No, definitely. My brain is like split into visual and um, music and they definitely exhaust themselves, you know. So I try and, if I can, I try and create the music first and then move to the visual side of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, It can happen that it reverses itself. um, But um, it does take a lot of energy. So I would probably go with like working on music for like a couple of weeks and then stopping. And then like intensely. Right. And then I like like doing all nighters and stuff, I love staying up all night like and um, then I will start like solely on visuals and create like a full piece to go with it, maybe.
1: Does it does again a uh, slightly frustrating listening back to your own music while cutting the video to it? I've I've been in video edits before and that's yeah. like the one thing where you become almost numb to the music because it's playing all the time yeah. when the edit's happening.
3: Yeah, I guess with editing, I I really home in on the drums Mm. and like how they are like, you know, playing and I actually don't get tired of listening to stuff like I'm the sort of person that could listen to different snare sayings for like four hours, (laughs) you know um and i will not get tired of it yeah (laughs) no i really really i love it like yeah i
0: mean yeah because drumming was your background for a long time right yeah yeah um and i mean like it's one of those cliches that's thrown out all the time now but you know like rap is the only place you have proper rock and roll stars anymore or hip-hop is kind of you know the new punk blah 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 do you think that like having come from punk bands yourself that you know, that there has been a movement in that direction that maybe the old sort of, you know, para-trio isn't quite what mm. punk is anymore.
3: Yeah, I think it's, it definitely has evolved, like, I don't know, like, I still have the same sort of DIY-estics as I have always had. Like, I grew up in a DIY scene, we, like, you know, and I, I still carry them into the projects I do today, and So, yeah, maybe I'm still a punk or whatever. Is there
1: anything more DIY than doing everything yourself? Well, (laughs) well,
3: yeah, yes. The aesthetic,
4: though, it's like I said to someone last night because I was describing what the show was like, and I said the words, her Instagram is amazing. And I feel really bad that I said that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but it is. I was like, I, I, I found myself going through it. Like I was one eye on the football yesterday and one eye on the Instagram. And I was like, this is an endless scroll of this incredible, wonderful put together thing. And I was like, that's what we need to do, lads. We need to have our own. Yeah, stylish Instagram. Yeah, because it, it, it seems like it has a narrative or something. It was just like very
0: right, cool. Okay. Like it. So um, cool. I'm <laughs> never going to say that again. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to just say it now for the I'm record. i glad you liked
3: it. That's <laughs> it's great. Cool. It's very, very cool.
0: Even in that, is it kind of weird to think that, you know, if somebody like finds you on Spotify, say, or something like that, do you feel as though they're only getting part of the jigsaw? As yeah. in removing the visuals?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like even having you out without a visual now is killing me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But it's coming really soon. Definitely. But it's just been planned that way. But like, I'm kind of like, it needs a visual straight away. It's not really getting, you know, across the whole full artistic expression. You know yeah. the whole world, but um, that's cool. You'll see it eventually. <laughs> but you, you guys saw it actually the other night at the yeah. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Was on the backdrop. Mm, then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, all the visuals you you guys saw are all the visuals for each song. So they're made specifically for those songs. You
4: right. know? If you like went to a venue and they didn't have a screen or something was broken, are you like I can't play? Like like is is, is are you that tied to it? Like is oh no
3: no that happens like all the time like when I don't have uh, like pro- projection or anything like that so that's why I have the dancers okay because it's like a visual like you know element to it and uh, they're always there nearly mm-hmm. I have played by myself but when I play by myself it's usually with visuals behind me right um, I just love to have them and you know I just think they should be there and um yeah no, definitely. There's no
0: like emergency acoustic guitar. Oh, no,
3: no, <laughs> not at case. all, no. <laughs>
0: you mentioned the U's just been released. We're going to listen to it in a minute. But uh, what else have you got coming up over the next little while?
3: There's a good bit coming, yeah. Um, I recently launched Diadem, the label that I'm releasing on. So there's some remixes and stuff coming out of there really soon as well. And
1: you've signed a couple of artists to your label, have you? Yeah. Hmm.
3: Yeah, but. You'll hear about them in a while. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of exciting. It feels like the beginning of something really cool. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. There's a lot coming. I'm going to be really busy over the next few months, I think. So I'm just, like, churning out bits at the moment. That's so. the first
1: time you've smiled. I'm um, going to be really busy. And smile. Oh, yeah, I like being busy. <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: yeah, I'm a total hermit and I will lock myself in a cave and just do shit. Like, so I love it.
0: Alright, well don't forget about us along the way Check back in at some point <laughs> Definitely, right? yeah Thanks and, so much for coming in, really appreciate it oh, And we are going to listen to you right now to play us out um, But well, yeah, one last time, thank you Bad Bones <laughs> <laughs> Your body
3: My body's only what you know My bones can nourish me off of you, 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 you My body's wet and falling free.
1: podcast is part of the Head Stuff
2: Podcast Network.
3: The been thinking about McDonald's all day can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal.
0: There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's.
3: Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic
0: McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Hold up.